Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. Hello, Ideology community. I am so excited to be bringing you the first episode of season two. I can't believe we're getting back into this and I am diving in head first with a new perspective and new experiences and I cannot wait to share that with you. Give you a little bit of backstory as to my unannounced absence from podcasting. You may or may not have been wondering why we took this break and uh, had this six months in between um, the end of season one and season two, and, and I was kind of quiet about it. But today in this episode, I, I want to cover two things. Number one, I want to cover a little bit of my journey since I've connected with you last, and the second thing is one of the tools that's been absolutely instrumental in my life along the way, helping me to morph into what you're listening to right now. I feel much more mature and grown than I did just six months ago. And part of that is life just socking you where it hurts. Uh, And sometimes that's a really, really a necessary way to grow. And then other times it's just being able to apply things that you may have heard before or heard multiple times before. And then it just starts to sink in. It starts to become real to you. And when you put in that effort consistently, that's when you're going to see those results. Um, and so with that, I'm really excited to talk about that and, um, you know, to, to catch up on what's been going on in my life. Last fall, we had some pretty significant transitions and changes in our practice. We had um, just this beautiful season last year where we had an amazing team. We had six or seven people on the team. Uh, We were full to bursting. We had an associate doctor. We had multiple uh, assistants, and we were seeing hundreds of people um, get healthier and, and it was, it was an incredible season. I was starting to get to take some time to step into more leadership things, more growth things, more traveling, more speaking. And I was very, very excited about that. And then at the end of the year, uh, things changed. And, uh, I believe it was Henry cloud that wrote a book called necessary endings. And, uh, and I can't think of, of a better way to describe, uh, we had some of our team members just needed to take the next step and go into the next season of life. And, um, I, I think it all happened really fast and, you know, I'd be lying if I said that it was a perfect process. I think there's things looking back, there's always things you wish you'd done differently, things that you wish had been better, things you wish had been more smooth, but, um, I think that's one of the beautiful things that I've been learning in this process and, and, and that I've been growing in is, is I don't really have a rear view mirror anymore. What's happened in the past has happened in the past. And while it's useful to be able to draw from that, to be able to take that and, and take lessons from that with you into the future and learn from that, it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't move you forward in the right direction to dwell on it. The what ifs, the guilt, the shame to think about how things should be different. On the flip side, it also doesn't help to hold on to, to grievances. It doesn't help to hold on to, to ill feelings against people. 
And with that, um, I am just sitting in a space where I'm excited for the the people that are still with us. I'm excited for the people that have uh, moved into bigger and better chapters in their life. I'm just cheering for everybody. And what that's allowed to do is it's given me a space to be able to really cheer for me. And I think that's the thing I'm most excited to talk to you about here. Uh, my change into 2022 and the new version of Tim that's connecting with you now is is based off of one of my favorite analogies. And, and I call it the oxygen mask rule. See, if you guys are like me, you have traveled a lot. Maybe you've flown on airplanes or driven in cars. One of my favorite modes of of transportation is flying on planes, and that's just because you can get a long distance in a short period of time. And uh, if there's anything that I am, it is impatient. So uh, with that, uh, provided that your flight isn't delayed or you don't have any cancellations or anything, um, you can usually uh, get to where you need to go pretty expediently. And as I sit on these airplanes weekend and week, uh, weekend after weekend, uh, oftentimes I find myself just kind of zoning out when they do the safety presentation. But the other day I really listened in and I heard something we're all very familiar with. Even if you don't fly a lot, you've probably heard that the flight attendant will get up in front of everybody and they will say, in the event of an emergency, if the plane is going down, an oxygen mask will drop from the ceiling. And then you take that oxygen mask and you put it on the person next to you first, and then you put your own oxygen mask on you. And if you're sitting here nodding along with me with this podcast and and agreeing with me, I have just tricked you. I am a dirty trickster (laughs) because that is not what they say. They say, take your oxygen mask and put it on you first and then the person next to you. And here's why. When you're faced with an emergency, usually cool, calm, and collected is not our first response as human beings. Usually we go into fight or flight, sympathetic stress, overload. And because of that, we get a little shaky. We get a little unpredictable. And when we're thinking about that in terms of taking care of ourselves, much less taking care of the people around us, it's easy to fumble through some things, to mess some things up. When we're acting out of fear, we don't usually make our best or fastest decisions. And so with that, um, what they say is if the cabin loses pressure and you pass out in the process of putting the mask on someone else, now they did not get their mask on properly and you've passed out too. So now both of you are passed out. Nobody can help anybody. But if you look out for yourself first, the person next to you could be ill-affected, but you can still care for them if you are in a place to be able to provide that care. I have a confession to make, and that is I am a recovering people pleaser. And for that reason, I often find myself taking care of everybody else around me and not me. And it turns me into a very grumpy, very disagreeable, uh, very short, very impatient version of me. And that's not the best version of me. And it definitely isn't the best a uh, way for me to take care of my people, for me to be the, the leader I want to be, for me to be the, the healthcare provider I want to be, for me to be the coach I want to be. And so with that, I'm learning in 2022, this is the year of Tim. I am taking time to focus on me and what I need to do to get healthy myself, healthy uh, mentally, healthy emotionally, healthy financially, healthy relationally. And in all these different ways, I'm seeing myself take steps forward where I'm able, instead of 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 my fear, which is the more I focus on me, the less I have to give to other people. I found the more I focus on me, the more I have to give for other people, the better care I take of other people because a happy, healthy version of me is a much better leader, much better caretaker. And so my encouragement to you today as I go into this tool that I'm going to share with you is, is 
take it from me, cut, uh, shortcut my learning of the hard, the hard things the hard way, and and take care of you. Look for ways to step into self care, and I promise you, it is quite the opposite from what you may be thinking. I promise you, you will provide a better version of yourself, a a more involved version, a more present version, a happier version of yourself, and that is what really serves the people around you, outside of 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 you putting yourself on the back burner. And then everybody around you may benefit in the short term, but they're going to suffer in the long term, right? If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And so I see lots of moms all the time. I love that saying because I see lots of moms all the time. They are the champions for being a martyr to the success of everybody around them. And I don't want that to be you, whether you're mom, dad, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, or just a friend, son, daughter, whatever your identity is. I want you to be in a place where you're able to bring the best of yourself and it's got to start with you. And I know a lot of the things I talk about, we talk about it from the standpoint of what does it look like for you to grow yourself? I think sometimes it's really important to remember that that your your greatest act of growth might be taking a step back. It might be resting a little bit. It might be uh, uh, changing up your food that you're eating and, and taking a little bit more time out of the the, the rat race and, and and meal planning and cooking more food. It may be taking a little bit more time away from from writing those emails or making all those phone calls to just sit in silence and practice some mindfulness. It may be taking a little bit of time away from that 12-hour work day to work 11 hours and get an hour of working out in. Whatever that looks like for you to take care of you, I'm encouraging you to step into that. So that's a little bit of a catch-up on my life and what I'm stepping into, the person I'm becoming in this season, and I'm excited to bring you that version of me, an excited version of me, a growing version of me, an evolving version of me. And one of the biggest tools that's helping me step into this in a way that I've never done before and actually get results is one of my favorite things I've ever learned uh, from my mentor. His name's Ronnie Doss. He's the uh, leading expert on leadership and success and performance in uh, the United States and quickly growing internationally. Uh, he has uh, done some absolutely incredible things. He, he, he's done keynote speeches for Zoom uh, at their World Summit. He's done uh, coaching for for NASA on a regular basis, the Mars Corporation that makes all the candy bars, he's worked with American Express Corporate, all of these incredible companies, all the way down to small businesses. And in that, I have been able to spend the last 18 months going on, um, two years here, working with him and for him uh, as an intern, learning from him. And this is one of the most valuable lessons he ever taught me. And it's a concept of lenses. And I'll never forget the first time I heard Ronnie Dawes talk about lenses because he pulled out these 99-cent, goofy-looking, party-city, massive, bug-eyed sunglasses. They were blue, and he stuck those on his face, and he looked like a total clown. And then what he said afterwards was so life-changing. It was so revolutionary. I was never able to look at those sunglasses again. And, And here's the thing. I now have a pair of those myself and I take them around with me and I use them to talk to people. And so here's the concept of lenses. And first I want to ask you a question. I want you to to answer this question and, and finish this sentence for me, okay? If I said, finish this statement, Mary had a little, then your mind probably just went straight to the word lamb. And here's the thing, your programming, your mental practice of how to handle most situations around you, 
comes into your mind just as fast as that word lamb popped in to finish that sentence. And so with lenses, lenses is all about perspective. We're all subjected to the same types of situations, scenarios, crises, successes, all of these different things. I heard a statement one time. It said, uh, two men look through prison bars. One saw dirt. The other saw stars. Both of them in the same position. Both of them in the same place, but with very different perspectives. And because of that perspective, it completely modifies and changes the way that they see the world. And that's going to modify and change the way they react to the world, the way they respond to the world. There was a guy named Isaac Asimov. And he said, life isn't about what you see. It's about what you tell yourself about what you see. And so with that, what we often run into is when we look around us, we're surrounded by sets of circumstances. And from those circumstances, as we look at those, our mind tends to focus on certain details. And as we focus on those details, we start to think about it a certain way. And, and, and you know this better than anybody. If you're listening to this, when you start thinking about something long enough, you're going to develop a feeling about it. Good, bad, ugly, whatever that looks like. If you're thinking about something, if you're noticing something and it's resonating in your mind, you're going to develop an emotion about it. You're going to develop a feeling about it. Even if your feeling is one of apathy, right? Even if your feeling is one that you don't have a feeling about it, that's still a feeling. And with that, when you think about the fact that our thinking and our feeling can combine into into something called experiences, right? When you're sitting in a situation, what you think about it, what you feel about it is your experience of that moment. And so what often happens is we have these experiences on a regular basis. And for most of us, especially if there's some type of routine, whether you live in relationship with certain family members or certain friends you see on a regular basis, or for most of us, it's probably our workplace, or maybe it's the classroom if you're still in school, that set of experiences over and over and over again is going to create what we call a belief system. A belief system is really when your body comes into alignment with your experiences and your mind starts to decide that something is a certain way. And here's the thing, when it comes to our belief systems, that is what we base our decisions off of, right? So first we think about something, then we decide we feel a certain way about it, that feeling, thinking and feeling, that's our experience of that moment, and we decide this is the way it must be. Going back to Ronnie, when he pulled out those sunglasses and he put them on his head, what we saw was we saw a goofy looking guy. What Ronnie saw is he looked out over the whole room looking through blue sunglasses and he saw everybody in the room as blue people, right? He looked at a white paper and he saw it as a blue paper because that's the lens he was looking through. And here's the thing. If you look through that lens for one day, you recognize, hey, one way to see this is that it's, it could be blue. But if you wear that lens day after day after day after day, pretty soon your brain is going to take a shortcut and decide everything in the world must be blue. See, when I was born a baby, I was born with a set of lenses. And you might think to yourself, man, we've got a couple lenses, maybe five, ten, a handful of them. You have thousands of these lenses. And here's the thing. When you're born... Nobody knows they're there, right? You don't know that those lenses are there. Your parents don't see them. The doctor doesn't see them. But when you're sitting there and you're born with those lenses, they're there. And as you go through life and you have these experiences, you start to tell yourself you know what you know. And that's the danger 
of lenses is when we become convinced of something, we become convinced of something, we develop a certain belief system for long enough, we start to tell ourselves that that is who we are. That is our identity. And here's the thing, when you look at a coach like Ronnie or you look at a, a coach or a leader like me, right, especially in the, in the world of healthcare, when I'm coming in and most people who come to see me believe that the lens of their health is that if they feel good, if they look good, then they're healthy. But here's the thing, that's just a belief system. And it doesn't mean that that belief system is right or wrong, right? I'm, I'm not coming in and trying to smash your belief systems here. But the danger is if you tell yourself that the belief system is the only way it can be and that that even further that that belief system is who you are, you can develop some really faulty thinking. You can set yourself up for some really damaging belief systems that will keep you stuck. It will keep you from moving forward because when you start to develop a belief system that you assign as part of your identity and you tell yourself this is who I am, this is what I stand for, what it does is it takes out your ability to grow. It removes your ability to, to make forward progress. And then when a coach or a leader comes in and they try to point that out to you, you're going to resist it because people like change, but people do not like to be changed. And so with that, what we have to understand is when you recognize the lenses are there, right? And everything you see is through one of thousands of lenses. So every decision you make is based off those lenses and belief systems and everything you see, the way you see money, Money is a good thing. Money is the root of evil, right? Two different lenses, two different belief systems. For me, um, I'm trying to learn how to see money through the lens of the more money I have, the more I can give away, the more I can serve people, the more I can I can move the needle forward in the areas that I'm I'm passionate about. But I grew up in in a society and in an environment where money was the root of evil. Having money was a bad thing. Two different lenses. Not saying either of them is right or wrong. They're just different. And you're going to get different results from seeing the world that way. Another lens might be the lens of your relationships. One lens could be people are here to help me get move from where I'm at to where I want to be. People are here to support me, to cheer me on, to help me achieve my goals. Another lens could be people are untrustworthy. People are hurtful. People are here to get in my way, to keep me from what's important to me. Two different lenses, two different belief systems, two different outcomes. Maybe you're looking at the the lens of work, right? Work is a place where I just go and plug in from nine to five and I get my paycheck and then I live for the weekend and I get to I get to really have fun, really be the best version of myself on the weekend versus finding work in a place where you love it, where work is an expression of your ability to serve people well and love people well. Two different lenses, two different belief systems. And so when it comes to, if you start asking yourself, well, how do I uncover these lenses? How do I uncover these belief systems? There's two different ways. One is to evaluate your behavior. Do you have behavior in your life that you feel like is destructive, is not moving you forward, is not positive, or is even less than positive? If, if maybe some of your behaviors are being late, maybe some of your behaviors are self-sabotaging in relationships, maybe some of your behaviors are, are um, self-sabotaging yourself at work in a way that keeps you from getting that promotion because you're afraid of that success. Evaluating your behaviors, why is it that I can't seem to stick to a diet? Why is it that I struggle with discipline with my workouts? Why is it that I consistently find myself being injured or trying to fix symptoms instead of truly getting healthy? Why is it that I find myself uh, not, not wanting to read, but I can immerse myself in TV shows for hours, and I don't love that about me, but I want it to change, but I just can't seem to get it to change? 
Evaluating your behavior is a really good way to determine, do you have a lens that's moving you forward? And the second thing is evaluating your thinking and feeling. Do you like the way that you feel on a regular basis? And, and, and what do you believe is driving these behaviors that really bother you? If you can evaluate what it is about what you think about those things and how you feel about those things, it can give you some amazing answers to some lenses that you could take off, lenses that you could change, lenses that you could see the world differently. And when you start to see the world differently, you're going to start to move a little different, talk a little different, walk a little different, and that's when life's going to turn around and change for you. And this all revolves around this final thing that I'll leave you with here, and that is the crux the most important question, the absolute key to all of this conversation, if and only if you're ready to take off the lenses that aren't serving you and replace them with lenses that are going to move you forward into your best self, into your best growth, into your uh, highest potential. It, the question is, does this lens that I'm wearing, I've identified the lens, does this lens about my finances, about my relationships, about my work, about my identity, about my self-esteem. Does this lens that I'm wearing serve me or serve my family or serve my friendships or serve my office or my practice? Does this lens that I'm wearing serve me in moving forward? Does this help me make progress or is it keeping me stuck? Is it keeping me stagnant? Is it a ceiling that I just can't break through? It's called living in the question is what Ronnie calls it. And, and um, living in this question over the past six to eight months has got me through one of the hardest seasons of my life. Being able to look at situations that would have crippled me. Look at, at people that I would have been forever bitter against. And not only just forgiving, but being able to cheer for them. Being able to root for them. Being able to want what's best for them. And, and, and living in that question is me constantly finding ways to move the needle forward by focusing on how does Tim see the world better? How do I take lenses, behaviors, thinking, feeling that's not serving me, that's not helping me, that's keeping me stuck? How do I take those things and turn them into a belief system that's going to, to have me reaching for my highest and best self? Ronnie always says, good leaders have great answers. But great leaders ask great questions. And so uh, another thing that he often talks about is the quality of your life is going to be in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you're asking. And so I want to leave you with that and say, hey, I'm so excited to be back with you. I'm bringing some fire this time around. I'm going to be sitting here on my porch smoking my cigar, you know, uh, drinking some water and, and, and just thinking deep. And from that, we're going to have some really cool conversations, some cool topics. As always, if you want to hear about something specific or you want to engage more, I'd love to do that. Um, so get at me, but I'm happy to be back with you guys. Can't wait for more. And uh, I hope that this finds you in an amazing place. I'll see you again soon. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.